Welcome, listener, to the wonderful world of Pokemay. It's time to choose your starter podcaster. Hi, I'm Weiger. I'm a normal type podcaster. In battle, I'll cower behind a reference from the 80s. I'm Matt Apodaca. I'm a hello everyone Pokemon, and I'll leech on to other podcasters and make me part of them. I'm Heather. I'm a bug and rug type Pokemon. I'm two foot four. I weigh 31 pounds. Uh, my evolutions are into a wet shoebox. And then my final evolution is uh, I look like half of me is like a like a roller skate, but the other half of me is just loose noodles. <laughs> uh, my my Pokedex entry says that I was found outside of Birmingham, Alabama, in a ditch along the interstate, uh, and I lived with a, a family of five for for nine years before they asked me to leave. Uh, oh, I get three sets of teeth. I get, I lose one set of teeth, I get a new set of teeth, but then I lose those somewhere in my 50s, and get a third set of teeth. Hey, uh, Professor? I don't want a Pokemon anymore. Well, then you'll have to go on your adventure alone. Good luck and good luck, listeners. <laughs> Can you let me out of this ball, please? <laughs> we deep dive on the mainline Pokemon franchise and do our best to catch them all as Pokemon begins this week on Get Played. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Matt Apodaca. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, Pikachu. We had no no prompting uh, preparation. I thought Heather was going to be here. That you were, yeah, <laughs> that this was going to happen. <laughs> uh, 
Matt. Well, I heard it was Pokemon. How can I miss it? I guess it, it is Pokemon. Thank you for being here, uh, yeah. Ash. It's it's a, it's an honor. Uh, Matt just burst out in laughter, and I got extremely scared. Yeah, well, no, my my I laughter just shocked silent. My laughter was like um, Walter White when he's in the crawl space. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> just a broken man. <laughs> You know, I've been thinking this whole time. Can I keep this up for an entire month? And the answer is absolutely not. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, we we probably get for the best. To, probably yeah. I mean, I feel like that probably sounds like it hurts you to do more than it does the what are you playing guy. Well, yeah. you know what? Here's the thing, Matt. I feel like every week. I can stop by and check in with you guys as you're playing the oh. best video games of all time. Wow. Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, that that's sounds fun. Like, that's good. That's great. Yeah. That, yeah. Might be a little free. hyperbolic as the best video games of all time. I mean, you know. Yeah, even I thought I know, that was insane, you probably but... have You probably <laughs> have some allegiance to the franchise considering they made your career, but. Well, that's Yeah, Pokemon true. really put you on, Ash. Yeah, it put me on the map. <laughs> it might help me track down my dad but he's still missing oh yeah we don't really know who your dad is and um if you came here thinking one of us was your dad ash i have bad news for you yeah not enough tea between the two of us to make one kid (laughs) (laughs) oh no well maybe together we can solve the mystery of who my dad is i have two clues one, this syringe, and two, an ankle monitor. Hmm. Well, okay. I guess it's like, what was the syringe used for? Was and it for intravenous monitor. drugs, or was it for which I would say with the ankle monitor it sounds like something felonious has taken place? Mm-hmm. Uh, or was that is that possibly used for artificial insemination? And it was at one point, you know, full of your. Your dad's baby batter. I mean, Hang that, on. That, who, who knows? The well, cum could have been injected into somebody's balls. That's possible, too. That's that's an excellent theory. And that's the one I'm going to run with until next week when I check in with you guys about where my dad is here on Pokemon. <laughs> Great. All right, well, Ash. Good to see you, Ash. Yeah, I hope that I hope you know what? I, I hope you, you find your dad. That's I, I'm yeah. concerned. At minimum, it's some okay. DNA swabs on those things might help. I've been looking for him for years. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope you guys don't mind. I'm going to steal this car. See you later. Hey, I don't mind. Wow. Hey, guys, what I miss? Did I miss anything? I, oh. I'm sorry I'm late. <laughs> uh, sorry, Heather, uh, huh? yeah? maybe don't go outside. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, that's not hard for me. Okay, good. Okay, yeah, then great. Then you didn't miss you didn't miss anything. Great. Yeah. Uh you're not gonna need that car of yours, are you? Uh you know, it's 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 a real nightmare to drive. So if okay, it happened, great. if it disappeared, I, I'd probably language. be okay with it. That's not encouraging any of my listeners to steal my car. Please don't Got steal it. my car. Yeah, okay. Well, don't worry about it. None of your listeners will be stealing your car. All right. He's not a listener. <laughs> just, just, shut that up, disappoints shut up. me. <laughs> I have the list of everybody who's a listener, and uh, and unfortunately, he's uh, not Ash on Ketchum, it. not on the list. What a bummer! <laughs> it's a big Ben Shapiro guy. 
This was this was a thing that uh, that. <laughs> oh, that's you don't want to know Ketchum's politics. No, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. That's a bummer. That's yeah. a bummer. Yeah. I prefer just to not know that. Uh, the the I didn't. It wasn't until I was like an adult that it was explained to me that Ketchum, it's like got to catch them all. It's a Ash Ketchum. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, of course. How did I never see that? Well, I thought, it uh, was a, I thought it was about sandwiches. I thought he had to catch a ball. Catch a ball. Mm. You put a lot right. of ketchup on sandwiches, Heather? Which, which sandwiches are you putting ketchup on? Uh, I put sandwiches on my, or I put ketchup on my lemon sandwich. Oh, no. Okay, I put, weird sandwich. <laughs> I put ketchup on my, on my bread sandwich. Okay. No, okay. Oh, At man. least that's something. Oh, I love, I love, uh, you know, when I'm done making a Gundam, you've got all those runners from that you cut the parts out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I layer those between a couple of good slices of salami, catch up it up, and then crunch down. Okay. okay Welcome that's to Get plastic. Played. Probably should be eating plastic. <laughs> Welcome to Get Played. Boy. <laughs> what a what a way to start off this month, and what a month we have ahead of us. Huge month. Five episodes for all May long, Poke May. Five Mondays in May, five days to discuss the Pokemon franchise, and we're going to tackle this from all angles. Yeah. And we've got a lot to discuss. We're going to be playing some Pokemon games. We're going to be watching some Pokemon content. We're, we're going to be we're going to be talking all things about the highest grossing IP in the world. As we reminded today by Michael Hobbs at Rotten in Denmark as of this record, who tweeted out that Pokemon, uh, Hello Kitty, well above Harry Potter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Pokemon, a hundred billion dollar franchise when it comes to games, merchandise, box office, yeah, anime, and all that other shit. It's it's really really an unbelievable cultural presence that we're going to be discussing. I. I assumed that it was high up there in terms mm. of, uh, you know, uh, highest grossing uh, like sure. IP. But I, yeah, yeah, I guess color me surprised and delighted that Pokemon's in the number one slot by like a large yeah. margin. Yeah. Not the Greek and Roman gods. <laughs> Not William Shakespeare. No. no, it's Pokemon. Yeah. That's where we're at. Yeah. You hear that, William? You fucking hack. <laughs> Charles Dickens. Eat Sorry, shit. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, Jesus we Christ, got to, we got fuck off. <laughs> I wait. I wonder how much. I wonder how much money the IP of Jesus Christ has made. That's a really, yeah. really fun thought experiment. Yeah. What if it? What if Buddy Christ from Dogma made more money? <laughs> I mean, I bet. I bet it has to be in the trillions of dollars over time. Got it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, probably. Yeah. I I bet it's the most money-making IP that has ever been. There's no way to find out. Like, like, that's the thing is, like, I don't know even how to, like, what to even look for. Like, Jesus Christ net worth? (laughs) You could could start probably by seeing, like, what the what the Catholic church, like what it has. And then you could add multiple denominations and then I guess multiply that by probably half of recorded, like a thousand years. Hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't know. This, uh, this 
Bing says that Jesus Christ's net worth is eight million dollars. Which... <laughs> hey, you know what? Not doing great. Young Sheldon's got more money than Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus is going to need to get a Patreon. Yeah, I'd love to have eight million dollars. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, that changed my life. For the Son of God, come on. <laughs> he lives a he lives a humble life. He's an expletive. He's You're, an expletive. That, that should get you some more money. I agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. I IP IP laws are completely bananas, but that's a different discussion. Yeah. Just that some stuff that's in the public domain. It's like it's like why is why can anyone make something about Dracula? But like, not anyone can make any, something about Batman. That has to be a whole thing where you have to like get this, get get a bunch of corporations mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, a live descendants of the creators to sign off in order. You, you have to get the Broccoli family to sign off to make a James Bond. Yeah, James Bond has a, as as it should be just be in the public domain at this point. Anyone should be able to make a James Bond thing. Anyway, think, that's my own axe to grind. If if you could just mumble the name, mm-hmm. then maybe you'd get away with it. Like if if James Bond just was like when they asked him like his name, yeah, I think maybe what was that? you could, huh? <laughs> okay, well, I got this laser I'm gonna use um, to destroy the sun and uh, completely obliterate the solar system. So try and stop me, Mister. So what was it again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, forget the laser. <laughs> it would be. I mean, that would be a really fun. If I won the lottery, that would be one of the funny things to do with the money would be to produce a film that was clearly Star Wars, but they just flat out just didn't use any of the names. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't Zack Snyder doing that? Like he pitched a Star Wars movie and they passed on it and now he's just making it. Yeah, I think he just changed it to I don't think (laughs) I mean, it'd be crazy if there was like. Star very, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like one to one, basically, uh, but just different different names. Um, I was going to say when we were talking about Jesus Christ earlier to bring us back to the topic at hand. A lot of religious people back in the day, not a fan, not a fan of the old Pokemon. It's absolutely true. Yes, yeah. It was another thing. There was this, another satanic panic regarding uh, the the many Pokemon. And that that was a, it's just it's one of those interesting things where just like every like Bart Simpson is like like ah that's that's a spawn of Satan until it becomes yeah. you know this culturally omnipresent where everyone forgets about it. Well, you know there is that famous passage in the Bible where the devil's asking everybody to eat their shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so weren't, before we- weren't they weren't they thinking that the Pokemon were goblins and demons? Wasn't that it? It was like I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That they're sort of like, and that there's like anything that's sort of like, I don't know, is this magic? Like if if if, like if like the Christian right thinks something is magic, it's satanic. No matter what, it doesn't matter what it is. Like if if they can't explain it through uh, being in the Bible, oh, whatever that is, it's it's bad. (laughs) Yeah, there's a big the big thing I remember from from being a kid. Is that is I had an evangelical friend and he like they were very anti Halloween. That was a big thing. Like that's where all the ghosts and goblins and 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 little devils come out. And so I actually went to a a a, I went to an anti Halloween party. Uh, Like I went with him and he was like, oh, we're going to this this Halloween thing, but it's against Halloween. And they had like the Ghostbusters logo. But instead of the Ghostbusters, it was a witch. 
So it was like they were busting witches, which is weird. You think you could just use the Ghostbusters logo. Yeah. But I guess that in of itself is secular. <laughs> uh, and it was just a very strange event where just I remember part of it is like that you could it was like kind of a carnival in the backyard of a church and you could buy uh, you could use use tickets to buy sponges to throw it at like a dad dressed up like Satan. And it was just, it was like a dunking booth, but for Satan. But, oh my you were, God. but they didn't have a full dunking booth. You could just throw wet sponges at it. <laughs> that, too, like, it doesn't shock me that, like, and no disrespect to anybody who's listening who's religious. I, yeah, know, it's fine. Um, that they would come up with something that's almost fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is fun? Video games. So, hey, why, how about we get, we get into it? Guys, what are you playing? Oh, what are you playing? (laughs) Wow. Why don't I start off just because I have an update on what we talked about last week or what I talked about last week, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I rolled credits on Kirby. Uh, I got to the post game. I I just just a delight through and through. A lot of fun. Actually, you know, some of some of the uh, some of the boss fights, they. They they start to to push you a little bit. It's, yeah. it's 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 really fun. I I would say that it is the kind of thing where I I I beat a boss fight like a late game boss, and then I got like there there'll be like bonus achievements that will pay, will pop up, and they're like hidden achievements. And the achievement was beat the boss without blocking. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right, you can block. Oh, like I yeah. forgot. It was like it's like a thing you learn like in the tutorial, and and it just like is a mechanic you never really need. And then later on, I was like, oh wait, yeah, you can block stuff, and your guard is like really effective. I started using it after that. It like absorbs like almost all the damage, sometimes all the damage from, uh, from enemies. As far as I can tell, there aren't any block breaker attacks. There isn't anything that breaks your guard. Maybe there's some stuff you can run into. So it's just like I was like, oh that I like I didn't even realize this thing was was available uh but i but uh, evolving the abilities is super duper fun uh, all the copy abilities it's uh i i told you guys that you can uh, I, we talked about sleep last time you can absorb sleep from an enemy which is a, a thing that's been in per- previous kirby games but here you can evolve the sleep uh it, a, and if you evolve the sleep when kirby takes a nap a bed appears and he takes oh. a little nap in his bed and you know what he comes out of that bed he's fully rested he gets all his health back yeah. And he also gets a, a random boost. Wow. Like you'll get like a speed boost for 200 seconds or something. It's it's great. It's it's delightful. Uh the the end game I'll say the 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 final bosses had the right number of forms, but there's just like ah, eh, maybe they had one too many forms. It's like you like you Whoa. fight like three bosses in a row and they all have multiple forms. And then there's also two chase sequences. And the final chase sequence has some like quick time events, like but- button mashy stuff. Uh, you, they, I'll talk about just very vaguely without spoiling anything. Where it's just kind of like, I just wish this wasn't in here. Like about I'll, anytime you get like that thing that's basically like a cinematic that's got a little bit of interactivity to justify yeah. its presence. I'm just always like, I just wish this was not what it was. I wish it was just the game that we played up until this point. Uh, but that said, overall, really, really loved it. Real strong endorsement for Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Great entry in the Kirby franchise. Lot of fun there's a whole post game uh that looks like it's a bunch of of remixed versions of the existing levels that i've dipped into a little bit and that's that's fun as well so yeah that's where i'm at kirby loved it wow wow that's great i gotta i gotta get back to it i i i have i feel no um pressure to play kirby it's sort of just mm-hmm. there when i need it and like it's great for like yeah. 15 minutes or something and i just know that i'm gonna have fun even if i just pick it up for a few 
He'll be there for you. I was also yeah. going to say that he, he's he's ready when you when you need him. Uh, there's there's some there's some mini games. One of them is is the there's there's like a uh, there's a there's a dining there's like a diner mini game mm-hmm. where you're serving a bunch of different uh, uh, waddle dees and they're all coming in. They all want a specific meal, and the the top level of that, the frenzy level, I was like, this is like fucking tough. Because you have to get every single order right. There's zero margin for error. And it's just like one after the other. And as far as what their order is, like, you know, sometimes it'll be a silhouette. So you have to guess based on shape alone. Sometimes it'll be something that's like slowly, you know, being drawn from the top down or the bottom up. Mm -hmm. So you have to be like, oh, shit, I think I'm seeing a little bit of the burger. Oh, wait, shit, it's a Maxim tomato. Ah, fuck, too late, you know. And so it, that that one <laughs> took me a number of cracks to try and to try and uh, knock that one out. So so there there is some there is a little bit of of challenge here if you're if you're trying to 100 percent this game for sure. I like the little collecting things, the little like those little machines. All the gotchas, yeah, yeah. It's that's, a blast. I just like that in real life uh, too. But um, <laughs> that it's that it's in there is is fun. Um, they keep oh, there's more gotchas up here. Like you start off and there's one, and then you get there, then there's two, and then you keep going. They they keep there there are additional machines that you can get more and wow. more. Uh, and so there's just like it's just an endless coin sink. I, I I'll think never you see to play them this all. game. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any way to to see them all. Yeah, it's oh I think there's a way to see them all. It just involves investing dozens of hours into trying to do all the mini games and all the yeah. fishing and all the shit. My next game after Elden Ring is putting a hundred hours in so I could see all the gotchas. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are really enjoying Kirby. I I have investigated it a little bit more. It doesn't look like the game for me, though. It does look really sweet, really fun, and really yeah. good. I feel and, like Mary um, might like it. Maybe. She, although she, you know, she's darkness. So I, I don't oh, know. Oh, sure. Like yeah, you're right. Yeah. She's like, oh, is it a horror game where like people are dying? I'm in. So. It, it depends on how nightmarish you find an organism um, sucking up a traffic cone. Yeah. Uh, like an entire traffic cone into his body, having it reshape his physical form uh, and then like spiking into other organisms to kill them. Yeah, a being because there's a way where that's power. very. Yeah, there's a way where it says that's very horrifying. <laughs> oh, it's not particularly gory. It's more cute than anything. I feel like I feel like Kirby and Thomas the Tank Engine could co-star in a horror game, and it would be <laughs> it'd be a real a real like, oh, we've been waiting for this. Yes, you know. <laughs> You could call it Kirby and Thomas Hunt Luigi. <laughs> I'm, I, look, I'll give you $60 right now. <laughs> Entombed him behind a brick wall, like in the cask of Amontillado. Jesus. <laughs> I guess I can talk about what I've been playing, which is the analog. What are you playing? Hey, wow. I loved it. Wow. I loved it. <laughs> Nick. That was great, Nick. You've been holding out on us this whole fucking time. That physically hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like bleeding from your mouth. <laughs> it's unrelated. Uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> 
So I've been playing my analog pocket, which is uh, the aforementioned handheld gaming device that plays your Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Gear, Turbo Graphics. What do you call the the fuck the port of the Turbo the little guys? Turbo Duo. Yeah, the CE was it? Turbo Duo. Okay, there it is. Turbo Duo. Um, and uh, I'm 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 gearing up for this month. By playing this little, uh, this retro portable. But the game I tried this week, and I've only had a short amount of time to, to experience it, is the demake of Disco Elysium on Game Boy. Wow. Played so cool. on my analog pocket. And when it started up and the music was in it, I was like, holy fucking shit. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Holy fucking shit. And they're, I mean, it's, a four-channel rendition of these like complicated uh, British Sea Power songs, but yeah, I I with only uh, uh, about thirty, maybe forty minutes. I'm sorry, thirty minutes to an hour into the. I don't know why I would go thirty or forty minutes. Like I have <laughs> some awareness of that that ten-minute window space. Uh, I am <laughs> struck by how how much it honors the original. Like yeah, you can choose right. your, your thinker, your, your, your emotive, your physical builds. Um, like seeing that text pop up on a Game Boy screen is pretty incredible. Like all the, like there's nothing but darkness, like the way it starts out. Yeah. Um, you get to roll your checks on a separate screen, which is a little different. Uh, but, but, you know, authentic. Right. Um, and it's, I can't, people really love stuff and they really love making stuff. It is, as you put it, Nick, an incredible art project. Yeah. It's, it's really like you, I I was, I watched the footage and I, and you, you captured some video of it running on your analog pocket and sent it to us. I was like, this is so fucking cool. I'm curious about how much of the text is retained. Because there's only so much text you can fit on one of those those Game Boy screens. Are we just are you just endlessly scrolling through reams of text, or has I, it been it simplified? Is, I mean, it's been simplified clearly because mm-hmm. uh, you're getting two lines of text at a time, right? Um, but you do still have like there's little graphics for each of the sub levels of your personality that pop up that have their own you know voice. Without actually yes. having a voice. Right. So you'll Volition, still... hand-eye coordination, et cetera. Yeah. So that stuff is still happening in this in this retro demake of Disco Elysium. That's so um, cool. It's fucking shocking, man. Um, yeah. I've also been playing a few other uh since you know I've got my I got my pocket out. I'm playing a little bit. Uh I'm playing a, a ton of um fan translated Game Boy games, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of Atlas titles that were never released here, uh, and um, still working on the uh, Sakura Wars Game Boy game. But mm-hmm. I have that as well, based man, on your it's, recommendation. It's just, it's a really cool future. It's, it's really great. I mean, if you have, if you have the hardware and you, you can... And you can manage to get the software onto the hardware. You can kind of play anything, mm-hmm. and that's 
that's that's change worth waiting for. <laughs> this has been how? What have you been? That, that, hmm. This has been what have you been? Uh, this has been what are you playing? <laughs> Heather's segment. <laughs> uh, the the Disco Elysium demake is by Colin Brannon is the uh, uh, the the designer who has put that together. Apparently covers the first section of the original game. This is via Dual Shockers. Uh, and uh, and also uh, the 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 name of the I I looked it up the the PC engine slash Turbo Graphics Duo was actually the CD ROM uh, version the version uh, that had both the CD ROM and the 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 card input uh, the Turbo Express is the portable is. one Turbo That's Express it. yeah Turbo which Express was very like it was just like that I that remember just ha- it just ran like Turbo Graphics games on portable it was kind of a it was like a it was like a Proto Switch yep yeah. Kind of amazing. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like the Vita was a proto switch. Mm-hmm. Player, I've player been... games on the screen. Bring them yeah. into the house. I don't want to get a Vita so bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Nick? Yeah. If your screen is yeah. I've been wanting to get a Vita so bad. You should I've do just it. Been like, they... I n- I've never got one. I should just before they get shut one. down. Before they shut down the uh, the store permanently, you should you yeah. should get a Vita. And let me tell you. That screen still looks fucking modern. It, it was wow. such an incredible screen for the time that it's kind of it, it's baffling how gorgeous games look on the Vita. Like wow. you could still it could still be like if they hadn't dropped their um their support for it, it could still and, and it had been a success. So if those two things had happened, <laughs> like it could still be you know, your pocket go-to gaming. It's great. Man. Uh, all right, Matt, you're up. What are you playing? I uh, so yeah, I've been I've been messing with the analog pocket as well, uh, playing uh this month's game, which I feel like at some point we should say what the month what what we're doing this month. Uh like all month. We will when we, we will. didn't we didn't we say that earlier? We said it's Pokemon. Ash 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 Ketchum was here. Oh wait, now I, I remember that, but I feel like we're we're finding we're finding Ash's father. That's the that's the A story for this <laughs> that's, month's episode. That's the A story. <laughs> episodes. Um the B story is just the other things in in the month that we'll, yes. we'll get to. We'll just get to it. Um but I so I've been messing with that and I absolutely love it. I haven't played anything else really since getting it last week uh which is crazy to think about because i have everything else that i could get yeah. <laughs> i could be playing right. um but i've been playing uh basically a game boy for a week and it's 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 incredible um but something that i forgot to mention last week uh nick did point out in a text after we finished recording that it should it should be stated that i beat the elden beast um pre-nerf uh, That's right. So, so <laughs> I did. I did do it pre-nerf. Not to yes. say that if you do it now that you didn't do it, um, but I just did do it pre-nerf. Um, you did it pre-nerf. Heather did it pre-nerf. Heather, I think, also beat Radon pre-nerf. Yes. Yeah. If, if memory serves. And me, I'm committed to defeating everything post-nerf. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll still have done it. Um, I'll still have done it. Yes. Uh, so that's that's uh, worth being said. Um, and something that I didn't really talk about is that I got this real, this real itch, this real fire in my belly, you know? Mm. Um, cause I finished, I, when I finished Elden Ring, I didn't really say this. I kind of didn't know what to do like with the rest of my time. Like I was like <laughs> with my free time. I was like, what do I do? Yeah. I have yeah. all these games I could play, but like I didn't, I was playing something else. 
Um, and I was enjoying myself, but I didn't feel the same. Like I, it it was like, there was like an absence of something. And so what I did was, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to play the other souls games. I have bloodborne already because it's, uh, uh, PS plus, uh, it was a PS plus game. Um, and I have the demon souls remake, but then I also went and bought, um, Dark Souls 1 through 3. And I'm going to just work my way through wow. Dark Souls um, first. I think I'm going to go Dark Souls uh, all the way through, Bloodborne, and then the Demon Souls remake. Um, and I'm scared to play Sekiro, but I, I do want to play Sekiro, but I am scared. Um, I'm scared yeah. to play all these games. Um, but I heard I heard Sekiro is, is the hardest of all of them. Uh, I... I wonder what it's going to be like playing those games now that the community is pretty much dead. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that there's a ton of people playing Dark Souls 1. Yeah. And so much of the joy of playing these games is watching other people die when you touch their bloodstains. Yes. Reading a ton of, like, memes and jokes inside the world. And then summoning. Like, it's yeah. it's fun. Um, or if you're me, invading. And <laughs> I don't know. It, it they feel it feels like there are two different games that you that you play when you play these. It's the it's the core gameplay and and, and uh interactive elements of the game itself, and then there's the like metagame. Yeah, that sure. I feel like you're not gonna have access to, Matt. Well, I I messed around with a you know I, I I booted up Dark Souls again last year, which I've never finished Dark Souls one. I think I should I should probably parallel Matt's journey at some point and try to knock all these these from games out. Uh, but I, I booted up some Dark Souls one and messed around with it twenty twenty one, just kind of thinking like oh I'll, I'll I'll finally play this, and I didn't I didn't actually finish it. Uh, but there was still it still felt inhabited. It still felt pretty lively. Oh, good. And hey, I good. think. I believe that these games just have such a a strong audience and such a long tail of uh, of fandom, and I also mm. think that some of these games are being replayed because of Elden Ring, where I would imagine that that will still be, depending on your platform, I would imagine you'll still be encountering you know all that all that good stuff. And I I, I I'm somebody who if I see if I see a message, mm. I read the message. I always I, I'm, I'm constantly read reading messages. Yeah. Um, and I'm giving a, I'm, I'm 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 appraising them. I'm giving them a, I'm giving them a little thumbs up. I love them. Uh, so I, I'm excited to work my way through those. Maybe I'm a Souls guy, and I didn't know. Just like I found out I was like a Gears guy. I loved Gears. Right. Uh, yeah. There's all these games that I've missed that I'm I'm learning about uh, that that I enjoy. Uh, apart from uh, the games that I always play and talk about. Yes. Speaking of which, the games you always play and talk about. <laughs> we are here in Pokemon, a full month devoted to the Pokemon franchise and all of its forms. And Matt, this is your area of expertise, more so than mine or Heather's. And to kick things off, I mean, I don't know what to what. How do you want to be teed up here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember how we did it last time from when Heather did Street Fighter. I think I just said, I think I'm going to talk about Street Fighter. Okay, great. Okay. So I think this you is... should just tell us, I think I'm going to talk about Pokemon. Okay, here we go. Is okay. this a game and tell? Is that that, that the format? That's, the, We're that, doing that's a game what and tell? it is. Yeah. This is a game and tell for Pokemon. Matt, you have the floor. All right. I'm going to talk about Pokemon. Here we go. 
Oh boy, let's see if I can get through all this. <laughs> this is also, as with my Street Fighter episode, the most work any of us have ever done this, for the show. This is the most work <laughs> I've done for the show, um, and um, I'm in. No need, I'm not fishing, so don't don't say. Uh, I I'm confident that it's not as good as Heather's, and it's and it's shorter. I'm confident that it's worse <laughs> and and not as and and not as much at work than I did. Um, okay. Well, hey Matt, oh, believe no. in yourself. Thanks. You, you know, got this. Oh, thanks, Ash. Go. If Ash if Ash can say believe in yourself after all he's been through, then I I, I can I can <laughs> sort of wow do it too. Okay, here we go. It's 1998. I'm eight years old, and I just got to the batting cage for baseball practice. I'm the last to arrive, and all my friends are huddled together. They're all really excited. I broke through the huddle to see some toys and cards featuring creatures I'd never seen before. But my friends seem to know all about it. They know their names, what, what their powers are, what they evolve into. I just found out about this, and I'm immediately behind. When I get picked up from practice, my mom asks how it went, and all I can tell her is that I need Pokemon. It's a hard sell at first, with two brothers that also wanted in on the Pokemon action. This was already becoming a bit of an expense. We each get a pack of cards, and they become our most prized possessions. We also get a few little Pokemon figures to play with, and become obsessed with the Pokemon anime. We're in. But we don't have the final piece of the pie, the video game. There was no way we'd all be getting a Game Boy, at least not at first. One day, my mom came home with a teal Game Boy Color and a copy of Pokemon Yellow, which I have right here to show Nick and Heather. Wow. wow, look at that. Works perfectly. Uh, one Game Boy for three boys to share. We fought like hell to get our hands on it first. Finish our chores first, homework, dinner, whatever we had to do to get to play it first. Tension ceased when we eventually got a second Game Boy and red and blue. During the summers, we'd go to a day camp while my mom was at work, and that was where the obsession flourished. So many other kids would bring their cards to trade and their games to battle with each other. It was great. At this point, we're still getting the cards here and there, and finally, I got a lucky pack containing a holographic Charizard, which I also have right here to show Nick and Heather. Whoa! Look at that! I'm shaking it so they can That's see the hologram. amazing, dude. Yes. Wow. The holy grail for young Pokemon fans. I screamed! My brothers cried because they wanted it instead of me. To this day, I say it's one of the happiest moments of my life. I used to say <laughs> it as a joke, but I sincerely mean it. It's on my bookshelf as we speak. And it's in a hard plastic case nearly 25 years after getting it. I'm confident that when I die, it will flash before my eyes as one of my greatest memories. Pokemon wasn't just a fad. It was here to stay. It hooked some of us more than others. My brothers and I stuck through gold, silver, and crystal, ruby, and sapphire. They fell off of it then, but my stepbrother got into it. And I'm nine years older than him, so I got to show him the wonderful world of Pokemon. With him, I still had a Pokemon buddy. Though, we basically stopped collecting the cards and watching the anime. Our love of the games persisted. Diamond and Pearl and Heart Gold and Soul Silver were the last two for a while. While I passed the torch to my younger brother, my interest began to wane. I never finished Heart Gold or Platinum, and after that, I hung it up. I skipped over both entries in black and white, which I regret as wow. now the cartridges cost $100 each. <laughs> <laughs> a four-year break from Pokemon. I thought that would seem more impactful, but seeing it written out now in front of me isn't that big of a deal, really. I... <laughs> <laughs> I skipped, basically one, I, I skipped basically one game, uh, but came back for X and Y all the way through Legends Arceus. Nine generations of games over the course of nearly three decades, and I've yet to fall off completely. Every time they announce a new one, I cannot wait to see what it's going to be. They're rarely drastically different than the one before, but they're a comfort to play nearly 25 years later. Pokemon has been a series I've loved longer than I have loved anything, and I'm always looking forward to catching them all. Boom. Welcome to Game & Tell. Yeah! Wow! I that was it. great. Thank oh, you. Man. Thank you. 
I uh, love this format. I like it too. I meant that- to start writing that uh, truly weeks ago, and I wrote it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this. I loved it. That felt that felt like a real window into your life, Matt. And I'm glad you shared it with us. Hey, hey well, hey. Stop looking in the window. Stop being what? a peeping Tom. <laughs> what? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> um, it's funny that you skipped black and white because that was when I jumped back on. Really? Yeah. I heard they're great. And I've looked at, like, I've seen, um, like, screenshots of what they look like. And they look, like, cooler than any of the ones that I, like, played. <laughs> like, they had interesting depth of field and stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, um, I guess... I guess I was sort of like, I'm just not interested. But, you know, there's I, I, I've played all the other. These are the main this this episode is about like the main series of games, right? Like, right. Uh, Mainline Pokemon. Yeah. So I've played almost all of them um, completely. There's some remakes that I skipped, um, but I I uh, but I also played some remakes and I and enjoyed some of the remakes as well. We're we're gonna yeah we're gonna be on on a future episode we're gonna be discussing the uh, the Pokemon snaps and the uh, the Detective Pikachu's and the uh, the Smash Brothers versions of the Pokemon yeah uh, it, it so so that that will be coming up but for right now we're we're just talking about the mainline games and I guess my question is then so Matt that's the entry you missed what are your favorite entries what do you think are the high water marks of the Pokemon franchise I mean. I think I've spoken about this before. Um, Red, uh, Ruby and Sapphire were big between my brothers and I because we would like mm-hmm. we would um, just in case people haven't heard uh, me say this, maybe one of the three or four times I probably have. Um, I we had a uh, an action replay, which is like a game shark, which is like hacks the game and puts right. cheat codes into it and stuff. Um, and we would basically on like family vacations, um, like speed run the game in the car on the way to like the vacation and see how fast we could start from zero and get to the Pokemon League and finish it. And I think my shortest time was around like, like truly like around three hours, like with like unlimited, like, um, like rare candies and stuff. And like, just sure. like not really focusing on catching Pokemon necessarily, but just trying to get through with a single team. Um, and I'm sure you could do it faster now, uh, but I was a kid, all right. And Ruby, Ruby Sapphire was the Game Boy Advance, yes, generation. That was the first and entry the, in the Game the Boy Advance, one. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, and that was yeah released uh, March 2003, um, and that was exciting. That was um, we had one Game Boy Advance between the three of us. Also, we so we still had two Game Boy Colors and one Game Boy Advance, but we had Ruby and Sapphire, and I remember. Um, being like really mad and upset that I didn't have my own Game Boy Advance and I like saved all my like lunch money for like months and bought my own uh, Game Boy Advance because I was just like, I need I need my own. I can't wait right. for my brother to finish it. I want to play too. Um, but that that one is like has a special spot in my heart. I love um, Pearl and, and Diamond Generation. Also the one right after that, which is for the, the first entry on the DS. Uh, I recently completed the remake, uh, Shining Pearl and uh, uh, Brilliant Diamond. I, well, I played the Pearl version. Uh, I'm a Pearl boy. I, I'm, I sort of always pick mm. the red one, mm. I've noticed also. Um, yeah, but gold gold and silver is my favorite of all of them. Uh, I, I love it. With I love it more than uh, any of the other games. Um, and that's the Game Boy, first Game Boy Color entry. Yes, yeah, and... The uh, the game that we will be covering at the end of the month in our We Play You Play 
Also. That's right. I, I And I'm going to say, I'm going to go on the record here. Uh, and no pressure to Heather, but I, but I have the time this month. I'm going to be traveling a little bit, so I'm going to take my, my 3DS with this game loaded on it with me. Uh, I am going to finish Pokemon Gold slash Silver. Wow. I have not done this before. I'm going to fi- I, I've got Pokemon Silver is the, the version I opted for. Uh, and, uh, and so, cause that's where I, that's, that's the highest height I aspire to winning the silver. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, I was, I yeah, started I, I'm going to finish this game. I'm very excited. I started my playthrough last night, mm-hmm. named my, my hero gold wow. because I'm playing gold. <laughs> yes. And I was like, so everybody's like, Hey gold. And I was like, that's a pretty dope name. It is cool. I named my that's rival cool after my cat. Oh, oh, that's fun. Also kind of interesting. Rude. Another window into your soul. Yeah, well, we're always competing for attention. <laughs> um, but I guess, I mean, those are my favorites. I've played basically all of them. Where are, where are you guys at with um, with Pokemon? I know Nick is probably like the least of us uh, mm. has played. But like, have, what yeah. you what can just leave it have the you least played? of us. Yeah, he's the least of us. <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> and I turn off my Zoom and just leave. <laughs> Hugh Gustavo's uh, soundtrack <laughs> for the least of us. Start beating you to death with the fucking nine iron. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I guess where where are you guys at with Pokemon? What uh, what Pokemon games have you played or have not? You know, I'll, I'll start. Uh, I didn't have a Game Boy, and the, so the first wow. piece of the first portable hardware I had was a Game Boy Advance. Wow, and that was a thing I bought myself as as an adult. I'm that old, uh, but I <laughs> but I also skipped the Pokemon on the uh, on uh, the Game Boy Advance. I just mm-hmm. was like, like to me, I, I'm at the I'm just at the demographic where I'm just a little too old for it. it. Was a little too old for the anime, a little too old for the games. Like when all that stuff was coming out, and when people like your age, you know, ten years younger than me, were like getting like going going nuts for it. That was like the pogs of my generation. There was mm-hmm. like a different. It was like it was kind of which like you were a different also too sort old of for. Craze, which I was also too old for. <laughs> uh, and and so. And and so like I just was I just was always like kind of like oh well this is a thing that I'm just not going to get into and then it continued to just be so omnipresent it continued mm-hmm. to just be everywhere that by the D- time the DS was ca- coming around I was just like well you know I should play a Pokemon so the the DS were you saying it was Diamond Pearl that must have yes. been the first the first proper Pokemon that I played um, and then from after that I haven't been fully keeping up with a series but you know I showed that I have the the X and Y uh 3ds like that's, that's right. the model hardware i have the yeah. x and y 3ds that i'm going to play gold and silver on so you know i've I, i've i've kind of kept a uh a, a a like like i've hit some of the mainline series uh i have uh po- i didn't i i thought i was going to play pokemon shield and i didn't get around to it of, of sword and shield but i do have pokemon let's go eevee that i'm also going to play for this month uh that i mean to get around to which is wow. the remake of pokemon yellow i believe yes. pokemon red blue yeah uh and uh and uh and so I like yeah I've, I've dabbled with the mainline Pokemon, but my main familiarity with Pokemon is via the Smash Brothers series, of which I'm a big fan of. Wow! And so you know, just like like that, that's why I'm such a huge Jigglypuff fan because I was a Jigglypuff that's fan, why. a Jigglypuff. Yeah, that's why I was a Jigglypuff <laughs> main in in uh, Smash Brothers and Smash Brothers Melee. Like wow. that was just, that's just that's just my go to. 
and you know, obviously, like like Pikachu, of course, obviously, like Raichu and Pichu, you know, yeah. the 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 uh, the devolution and evolution. I just it's it's just like a cool ass uh, cool ass character design, uh, cool ass powers. Yeah. Hey, I'll 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 mess with a Squirtle. Why not? I yeah, like the I, way he talks. I sort of had this take. I was thinking about this the other night, and I don't know if this is crazy. I've not j- vetted this take with anybody. Mm-hmm. I some I for some reason I think Raichu is underrated as a Pokemon entirely. Because Pikachu obviously is like the tentpole star. He's the Kermit yes. of, of yeah. the Pokemon. Um, yeah, that's how I quantify how popular something is by whether or not they're the Kermit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I but you don't get as much love I feel like for the for the evolution. Uh, but I think that's because of the anime. He doesn't. He Ash chose right. not to evolve him uh, with the Thunderstone. I thought uh, Pikachu chose not to evolve into. Oh, maybe Raichu. that's what it is. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay, Heather, uh, schooling me. <laughs> No, it's just because I'm friends with Ash. Oh, you know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he probably like you're a shoulder to lean on in that yeah. in that trying time. Yeah. I just wanted her to be right too. Um, <laughs> but Heather, what, what? Yeah, what Pokemon games have you played? Well, uh, so when the trading card game first came out, uh, I was super into the trading card game and uh, was teaching. Uh, my friends at the time how to play and had enough Pokemon cards that I could give them decks. Wow. Uh, and then somebody, I think, guilted me about it. And so I gave the cards to a child. Uh, oh. And so mm. I don't have any of those first gen Pokemon cards. One mm-hmm. of my rare instances of not of taking something out of Heather's hole and yeah. giving it away. Yeah, showing um, it the sunlight yet again. Yeah. Uh, but the, so I've never, I would never call myself not a Pokemon fan, but I feel like a, like I'm pretending if I say that I'm a Pokemon fan. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like I, I, no, I gotcha. I watched the anime when it came out because I love anime. Um, and I was like, holy shit, there's like a major American release of a major anime. Of course I'm going to fucking watch it. It's on regular television. Yeah. When yeah. does that fucking happen? Um, yeah. and I it was don't. like Speed Racer and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Speed Racer. At that era. Um, but I, I don't think I played red or blue. Wow. I think I hopped on board for the one that was that had Pikachu on it. Yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh and then from that point forward, I I bet I have more than $1000 worth of Pokémon cartridges. Sure. Yeah. Since each <laughs> one of them is worth 2 or 300. Mm-hmm. Um I definitely <laughs> still have Sapphire. Uh I still have my copy of Black from Black and White. Mm-hmm. Um I guess maybe by next week I'll dig out everything and find out how much Pokemon shit I have. Oh, yeah, um, let's do that. Heather's Hole next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, my fa- you know, I have a favorite Pokemon. I've gone to the Pokemon stores in Tokyo like more than once, but I'm yes. not like there are things that I feel like I'm a fan of that take so- that are take precedence over Pokemon by such a large margin that I, I feel guilty saying, 
oh yeah, I'm a Pokemon fan because I'm a me- I'm a medium fan. I, I agree with you. I think that's a, that's 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 similar similar how I characterize myself. Is that like I like Pokemon, but if someone was like, oh, I'm a Pokemon fan and wants to start trying to you know to to big dick me with a bunch of Pokemon deep cuts, yeah. I'm not going to be able to keep up for sure. Yeah, there's like I, definitely Pokemon I can't name because there's like 900 of them now at this point. Like, right? There, there are certainly gaps in my knowledge, even if I'm the, um, the quote unquote expert of the three of us. Well, don't sell yourself short. No, like I'm I, a piece of you shit. Play, you played the shit out of this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I suck. I, I really liked what what reinvigorated my interest in the franchise is when the Pokemon got weird. There was a generation mm. where it was like ice cream cone yes. and bag of garbage and like ring of keys. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Pokemon got weird. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like you should state for the record what your favorite Pokemon is. Uh, Gar- Garbodor. Yes. And Trubbish. <laughs> the I bag love of those trash guys. Pokemon. Oh my God. It's so cute. <laughs> like it is, it is such. So- the, the one of the I mean the only reason that Pokemon succeeded when say Digimon did not was the character design is fucking flawless. Yeah, it's really good. It, I mean it fucks so yeah. hard. Yeah, it really does. I was gonna say even like the cute Digimon are kind of ugly. <laughs> like they're. <laughs> I, I think that is probably because um. I feel like the lines they use to draw Digimon are different than the lines from Pokemon, and I don't know 100% what I mean by that, but it makes sense to be. Like the line thickness. Thickness and maybe, like, straightness. I like, feel like a lot of the Pokemon <laughs> are, like, they're rounder. Uh-huh. And sure. rounder is just going to be cute than, like, than pointy. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I like, what's what's the palm guy, the palm tree guy? Uh, oh, oh, man, that executor? guy's great. Yes, yeah, that yeah. guy's awesome. Executor yeah. is cool. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm kind of basic. I feel like my favorite Pokemon is probably in one of the is one of the 151, the originals. Um, that's not, that's not basic. That's old school. You play I, you, you played those games a bunch as a kid. I guess I'm old school. You're on the ground floor. Uh, yeah. But you know, and, and, and Charizard <laughs> gets a lot of love. But Charizard's awesome. I I, I really love cool. Charizard. Uh, my mom has favorite Pokemon. She loves Snorlax because Snorlax is cute as shit. Um, Snorlax is awesome. Uh, I like I, I. There's some new ones that I really like though too. Like I, I Mudkip became like a meme kind of sure. from uh, from uh, Ruby and Sapphire. But a lot of the starters tend to be my favorites because you end up spending the most time with them. There are some players that I know um, will then eventually put their like retire their starter and put it in like a Pokemon box like uh, in, on the PC in the game, and that to me is always so shocking. Um, cause like you, you have, yeah. you have an agonizing choice at the beginning. Which of the three starters do you pick? Right. I, whenever it was that Trubbish and Garbodor, uh, is that how you say his name? I've never, I, I feel like I've said it out loud on the show yeah. before, but I've never, you don't say Pokemon names out loud as an adult. No. And there are certain, right. there are Pokemon names I've never heard spoken aloud. I but, just learned yes. that there's one called that I was always under the impression was pronounced deli bird but i didn't realize uh, not realizing in my head that he's like carrying like a messenger bag and like delivers letters and it's delivered oh oh ah. and that's really funny that's a good. fun portmanteau yeah, yeah. delivered 
But whatever the whatever the gen was where Trubbish showed up, I finished that game with an all Trubbish Garbador team. <laughs> like it was, I had maximum level on those guys so that I could stomp even when they whatever I was fighting wasn't specifically weak to poison. Uh, and just that that's how I beat the game was me wow. walking down the street to the gym with eight giant garbage bags, or six, <laughs> six giant garbage bags behind me. The thing that I like about um, Trubbish and, and, and Garbador is that they look sorry that they're trash. Like, <laughs> right. They're like, I'm sorry that I'm this way. Uh, and that makes them, that makes them cute. Have I told yeah. the story? Hey, big um, mood. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Trubbish's goals. <laughs> Have I told the story on this podcast about how one night I got blackout drunk and ordered a Snorlax bed? Yes. Uh, and that's, mm. I, I, I mean, you should tell it again. It's a charming story. Yeah, it's please very do. good. Well, that's, I mean, that's, I got blackout drunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I woke up and in my inbox was that I had purchased a Snorlax bed. A bed that was Snorlax. And flirted with not canceling my order. Like I was <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, I have a perfect excuse. Like, I can always say, yeah, I bought this in in a blackout, whatever. But, yeah, eventually I was like, I don't think I will ever have a girlfriend again mm-hmm. if I have a Snorlax bed. So, mm-hmm. in the in the interest of, of future love, I uh, I said goodbye to my Poke Buddy. Yeah. He's You're out there out somewhere. On a- on a Kirk Van Houten life path, if you go with a <laughs> Snorlax bed. Uh, the, the, I, I just want to talk about the games as games. Yeah. Because I do think they're really cool. And, and I think that just like, you know, like we've seen this. Oh, by the way, I, I, I did look up the Pokemon Ruby Sapphire speedrun world record. Currently uh, one hour, 57 minutes and 17 seconds with glitches. So Hats off. Any percentage glitches. So there you go. Uh, but anyway, but like I, I first off, I, I, I like the idea of starter Pokemon. That's just like a really cool way of like, here, here's a big choice that you have to begin the game. And like you were saying, you know, like, like you develop some allegiance to it. You, you develop, depending on what kind of gamer you are, but a lot of people are just, like, I think there's there's a tendency to be like, have a fondness for, regardless of whether that's the most effective member of your team. Mm-hmm. It's just like, this is the one I have a bond with. And and also just like just go, going around and like capturing monsters because it's basically what you're doing. You're capturing enemies yes. and recruiting them to be on your team and then they're fighting for you like that mechanically is really, really cool. And we've seen that copied and emulated a bunch. I mean, I know Pokemon was not the only game that, that the only RPG that's ever had that, you know, it, that that's certainly probably I, I, I can probably think of examples of where that existed before Pokemon. But that that's like the core gameplay. They built an yeah. entire game around that. We've seen that much copied and much emulated or incorporated as like a sub game uh, in RPGs uh, and other genres. That's really cool. And also Pokemon types. Like the, 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 yes. there's all these different mm. types that that have their own advantages and disadvantages, their own vulnerabilities against each other. Uh, just that, they, that that it gets so complicated and arcane where you're dealing with steel Pokemon and, and fairy type Pokemon. And, and it's just like and, and like I always like normal type. Is like, yeah, because that's me, you know, <laughs> so so I, I don't know. I like I just just there's a bunch of cool ideas in these games. And I know sometimes they get, you know, criticized for maybe not being the most uh, uh, the most 
graphically polished or the most the most you know advanced games in terms of of quality of life uh but they but they are just like like based on a really core uh fascinating uh, and fun and extensible idea and i think that's why these games have been so popular for so long i mean it's yeah. clearly why they've been popular for so long and it's like a i don't know it's like a really satisfying gameplay loop too where like mm-hmm. you start in a very basic town you get your starter pokemon and then you're off on an adventure you're a child um in right. these games and your basic thing uh, is just like that you're going town to town, uh, getting gym badges to then become the uh, the number one the Elden uh, Lord. Pokemon. Yeah, the Elden Lord uh, <laughs> to, be, yeah, to become the Pokemon League champion. Right. Uh, and then like that's kind of it. And you, and you can also like, yeah, fill a Pokedex like that gets you a certain thing, too. That's like really fun and stuff. Great um, for but, a completionist. Yeah. Uh, but I would just always, uh, I think I only ever really completed a Pokedex once ever. Um, and cause I just like to start over and do it again. Cause like I would sure. just, uh, have a lot of fun then like picking different Pokemon to go on the adventure with. Um, but I was thinking about this too. Like at a certain point it changes a little bit. Cause like, um, there, there are antagonists throughout the game too. Obviously everybody that you run into wants to battle you, but then, then there's these like, there's an evil team of people uh, from the anime, it's team rocket. And in the first couple of games, it's team rocket, but then they change over time and they basically go from being like sort of just bad guys that want to use Pokemon for evil to then becoming like eco terrorists that want to like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I like, so I like, this is not what happened, but like crash the moon into earth. Like they basically want to do like the equivalent of that kind of stuff. Like yeah. I want to reawaken this, um, this, uh, Pokemon that's been living in a dormant volcano for, um, like hundreds of years, uh, and create a new land, um, like that kind of stuff. And I just think that's just so funny for a kid to be getting mixed, mixed up up with <laughs> uh yeah it's it's i mean they're they're really cool worlds and yeah that is really I, like I, that's always the kind of thing i think anytime we, you get some sort of eco-terrorism i have a tendency to sympathize with the villains yeah. i have a tendency to be like yeah maybe we do need a cleansing fire maybe 100%. we percent yeah maybe we that's should exterminate the, uh, all human life that's the the villain's motivation in godzilla king of the monsters right or is I think it the so. one before that? That is like a trend now, though, where like even like the Riddler in the new Batman movie, like makes some points like before yeah. he goes like full into his plan. You're sort yeah. of no, like, you know a- what? He's not wrong. Yeah, I'd be up there on that Jumbotron <laughs> with a sniper rifle. Of course. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Here's a here's a question I have for you, Matt, as a Pokemon, uh, a, as a game freak freak, mm-hmm. as a Pokemon super fan, is is there a like like the big thing that's happened with the Switch generation is that we finally had mainline Pokemon games on a home console, yes, which wasn't a thing until and and you know hey you can still obviously play Switch in handheld mode if you but but like. What was that a thing you were anticipating? Was that a thing that like you had any sort of emotional reaction to, good or bad? I like I'm pretty sure uh, I'll say this to you guys cuz you're my friends and everybody listening yeah. is my is my friend. I probably had a tear in my eye when I saw it on my television. I was very excited. <laughs> um like I that, rules. I that to me was like very exciting the idea of that um just cuz I've always wanted a console um 
Pokemon game. Uh, they, you yeah. know, I've always thought that they're great handheld games, and they're like the reasons why I would continue to buy um, the different handhelds. Like, I'm pretty sure I didn't get a 3DS until I knew that a Pokemon game was coming out for it. Because um, I was just like, well, why would I need this? Like, what, what, right. what, 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 I, what would I need this for? Uh, if not for a new Pokemon game. Um, and so like that was a very, yeah, that was a big moment for me. And I know that there is a lot of like, um, I don't know, like derision within the Pokemon um, like fandom. There's, because also there's, you got to think about it this way too. There are different sects of it, right? There's like sure. people that really only fuck with the cards or like people that really only fuck with the games. And I'm somewhere like, in, I sort of got back into card collecting during the pandemic and I've stopped uh, because I'm just like, I'm not going to go. What am I going to, what am I doing? Uh, <laughs> like, I'm not going to play with yeah. these. Uh, yeah. And now I just have like truly like, several tin boxes of them now in my apartment and i'm just like what did i fucking do <laughs> but, they, but it was it was a very fun I thing Everybody, some people made bread dollars <laughs> yeah 100 percent. like i was like oh some people made bread and i uh, and i just uh spent all my money um <laughs> but like a lot of people were mad at like game freak and nintendo for sort of holding back the franchise in certain ways uh, sure like for what they think of like oh like why why isn't there a this is obviously then before pokemon legends arceus came out they'd be like why don't we get a more like adult version of this that's like breath of the wild or something like why don't we get where's our open world pokemon game um and pokemon legends arceus like did sort of like quell some of that um uh like that that sort of talk but there are still people that were like a, a little dissatisfied with it because it's still not like the nicest looking game. Um, no. But I'm not playing for the graphics. I'm playing for like, like the, like I'm not even really playing for the story. Like I just kind of like want to see my guys. Um, sure. And uh, I, this, the Pokemon Legends Arceus did have like a more interesting story. And I know that um, they also announced because this year was the big uh, anniversary of Pokemon, I think. Yeah, I think probably twenty. It was the twenty fifth anniversary um, of Pokemon here in, in Jesus in, Christ. So yeah, they had the um, they had a, a, a an event where they announced um, like a week after Pokemon Legends Arceus came out, they announced like a new game, and I was like, that's crazy that they have this much working on. And they're saying that that one is going to be a full open world. So maybe we'll get the, what we've been wanting this whole time, or what everybody thinks they've been wanting this whole time. And uh, there was a big problem with Sword and Shield actually. That it looked bad, that they reused some um, models of Pokemon, and that some of the Pokemon were locked behind DLC, um, like mm -hmm. in certain regions, and that not all of them were included. Because the argument I remember reading at the time was, oh, if they just reused models, why aren't they all in this? <laughs> like, if they're yes. just reusing them anyway, um, which can be seen as craven, of course. Um, but I, I, you know. I'm not, I guess I'm not a completionist, so it didn't 100% bother me, but I, there's also 900 of them. I don't know who I missed. Like, I, <laughs> there's not like, I wasn't keeping track of like, oh, so-and-so's not in this. Uh, that's kind of yeah. a bummer. But I was, uh, I was shocked that this is, this is uh, sort of a side note, but also kind of like a, a, a thought about gaming on the whole. I was shocked that the protagonist of Gold and Silver is a boy. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like it, I, I took it for granted that you can choose because I, I've just 
over time have just been, oh yeah, you choose a boy or a girl when you're playing Pokemon and and yeah. and that says so much about the the fandom and how expansive it is that but it's wild that these games start these games with these cuddly little idiots started as like, well, we assume boys are playing this. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Video games are for boys. So the boys yeah. are going to be playing this. Um, and then, yeah, yeah I, don't I don't think, think you could choose your gender until like the third or fourth entry. Yeah. yeah was, I think in Ruby, Matt might know it specific. It was Ruby. The first okay. time you can do it. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I agree. It's the same, similar sort of thing. It's, 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 it's surprising. It doesn't seem they also, like there was a time in gaming when that would have been the case, but yeah, they, they also give, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this in the the We Play You Play, but in gold they give Pokemon genders also, which is also crazy, um, right? Uh, but it, yeah, it's a very very interesting because um, you can breed them. Yes, yeah, this is another thing that they added. But there's a lot of like a lot of these games are not like drastically different than the other ones, other than like when they introduce things like that. Um, Pokemon Legends Arceus, I thought was sort of like a high watermark for the series only because it like i don't know it just felt new and different and i don't know if they're going to continue some of that style of gameplay in uh, this new one um but i i hope that they would because it was really fun like it kind of took out the like having to run through grass to find pokemon and you just see them in the right. overworld and then throw a pokeball at it and like that to me is like oh this is I love this. It was, it was, I don't know. It was, it was yeah. really, really fun. Really sad. Feels like it's game. caught up with the times. Uh, they, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are the, is the, the, the next, uh, the generation nine entry. Yeah. And, uh, your th- and your, your three choices of starters. I'd like to know right here, right now from you two. Yeah. Are you mm-hmm. going with Sprigatito, Fue Coco, or Quaxley? It's, it's a real, you know, I love I love the name Fue Coco. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I really really love that. But I also I love ducks. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, what am I? I I sort of have no choice. There's something about Quaxley that's just like, yeah, that's got to be. He looks like a little shit. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, Although I, the Sprigatito sounds molto bene. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, I hope it comes al dente with a little bit of parmesan. Oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's I, I every every Switch Pokemon game that's come out so far, as far as the main line goes, I've uh, I've finished and I I absolutely loved. Um, the I remember for X Y I didn't love the, 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 you play you played the Let's Go uh, Pikachu Let's Go Eevee I did and I I, I wow. loved it because that and that one is d- a little different uh, though because uh, it does include um, like Pokemon Go mechanics like the way you catch Pokemon is similar to how you catch Pokemon in Pokemon Go which yeah. I also kind of liked um, yeah. I was hoping that the the remake series would sort of take on that sort of Let's Go kind of style. Uh, more so than uh with pearl and diamond remake they um they went with a more of a chibi aesthetic which i liked um i thought it was cute uh i i had no problems with uh shining pearl i i really sure i, I loved it um but yeah i mean i kind of i'm I, yeah i i wish i hadn't skipped black and white and black and white to um the only sequels in any of it really um like yeah the, that was bla- 
That was a real break from tradition. Yeah. Instead of doing the enhanced version, which would, they would normally do with like platinum and emerald and yellow or something, they were like, this game t- canonically takes place two years after <laughs> the first one. It's <laughs> like they, Final Fantasy X2 when they made that or X2 when it yeah. was just like sort of like, yeah, there's just another one. Uh, it's like, oh, OK, sure, I guess. And then like, I don't. I I didn't get the the sun and moon enhancement, but I liked sun and moon, and I played Omega Ruby also, but I never finished that. Um, and X and Y was also for the 3DS, um, but not it didn't utilize the 3D. I think, but the what, the models were in 3D. What was the one where you had to buy a bracelet? Because I bought that bracelet. Oh. That might have been. I feel like that might have been black and white, but I know that. Um, Heart Gold and Soul Soul Silver came with like a um a little Pokeball like pedometer. Uh yeah. that I have yeah. that I have somewhere. That like yeah. they, people were like they were selling it separately um as like a separate thing after the fact because it was like a very accurate pedometer. Yeah. So I've looked it up. Okay. It was the Pokemon Z Power Ring, and it was a bracelet that went around your your arm if you were a child. Mm -hmm. But I was not a child. I just got it anyway. Enhance your video game play with the new Pokemon Z Power Ring and Z Crystals. Compatible with the latest video games in the Pokemon series for the Nintendo 3DS family of systems. Pokemon Ultra Sun, Pokemon Ultra Moon. The Z Power Ring can synchronize and interact, providing players with improved in-depth experience of the gameplay. It made lights and sounds and vibrated when you were doing certain moves. You got different Z crystals to unlock different colors. It was, I mean, who wouldn't want your a bracelet that's like going bzz, 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 bzz. <laughs> <laughs> loved it. Uh, the peripheral I remember that that I mean it's very recent that just always seems so ridiculous to me. Uh, but I get I get the appeal if you're a fan was that they had the pokeball. That you get for the Switch, like yeah. the Pokeball control. I don't know if either of you ever messed around with that. Yep. Yeah. I never and got it, but they, I I, I, I kind of wish I did because funky controllers like that are really, uh, they're funny to me. They, they also, also a, always appreciate like crazy. Yeah. They also had a Pokeball for Pokemon Go. That's right. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would like vibrate in your pocket and you could click it without having to take out your phone to spin, uh, to spin Pokestops or... Mm-hmm. To uh to to throw one ball, I think, at a random Pokemon that you didn't even look at. Wow. And I used to I used to take it on my on my runs with me and just have Pokemon going in the background and clicking this little vibrating sphere. I wish great. I had that for other things on my phone. Yeah. Just a little <laughs> click. I'm like, I'm not even gonna look at this. Yeah. <laughs> So Matt, obviously we're playing the the we're going to be playing gold and silver, and yes. we'll, we'll give a little reminder at the end of each episode. But like, okay, let's say I'm a listener, uh, and I am I have never really played a Pokemon, and I just want to like get in on the, the with the with the most approachable entry of the series. Where what would you suggest as, as an on ramp for a noob? An on ramp. I mean, honestly, if you have the means, probably let's go, uh, Pikachu. I feel like it's a very, it's a very simple game. It's not very long. Sure. Um, you can get kind of through it, and just with it's the, on Switch. Yeah, and you, and it has Pikachu, who, who you know. Yeah, you know him. He's sure. Kermit. Um, and <laughs> not even Mickey Mouse, 
who's like more famous who like kermit i picked kermit um says more about me than it does uh everybody else um (laughs) but i I think that's a good on-ramp too because it has a lot of the modern um like quality of life things uh that some of the older entries don't have not that i think any of the older entries uh have um aged like terribly you know uh bad but um i think there's a little harder to come by like you need like you need like a 3ds if you have a 3ds get one of the old ones why not if you want to have like a retro experience uh get yeah get one of the the game boy ones but if if you want a more modern experience uh i think the let's go one is really good because pokemon legends arceus which is probably my favorite of the switch ones um isn't i don't think is the easiest on ramp i think it's like you sort of have to you have to like pokemon to be there i think um but uh, yeah, I think Let's Go is a good because it's also like the start, right? It's a remake of sure. the original. Um, so I think that's as good as place as any. Well, there you go. Uh, any other th- Matt? It, it, I think you've done a, a wonderful job as our tour guide, as our our professor emeritus discussing all things Pokemon. Is there anything professor else you'd like to say? As Professor Oak, thank you. Uh, is there anything else you would like to dis- to discuss? Any any closing thoughts? I, I mean, we didn't talk that much about the anime. Um, I really liked the anime uh, to a point. Um, mm-hmm. I stopped watching it. There was a point where I was like, this is too kiddie for me, but mm-hmm. I'm still going to play the games. Sure. The, like the games felt like um, something else to me. Um, but I was like, I'm not going to watch this kid's cartooning. I'm done watching cartoons. I love, uh, I probably, I think I've said this before. Um, like the the moment I realized I was done with kids movies when I, was, when I wanted to see the movie Minority Report. <laughs> when i saw the trailer for that i was like i'm done yeah. with kids movies yeah. i gotta see whatever this is that looks fucking crazy <laughs> uh and never went back um but i yeah i i love the anime and i love i love i mm-hmm. love the cards i still have a lot of my cards from before and some you know obviously i have my new cards um and i i, I was thinking about how in pokemon yellow it's it's sort of loosely based on the anime Whereas, and that's like kind of the only time that that happens because in the, uh, they're all treated very differently. Like even within the canon of the anime, uh, some of the Pokemon are, it's different. Like some of it's different somehow. Like, uh, right. it's like a different world. Uh, they say it's like a different reality. Um, well, the, yeah, like Meowth yeah. talks. Meowth talks yeah. in the anime. Um, and no other, no Pokemon talk other than saying yeah. your name. Um, and they don't even really do that in the games. Um, but it's, um, I yeah, don't know. Go, I just, in the games, they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they all sound like dial up. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm, I'm excited to, to keep the month going. I'm really excited for um, We Play You Play because I can't wait to see what you guys think of it. Because I, you know, uh, I really, I'm making my way through it right now and I, I'm having the time of my life. Uh, I love it. I'm I'm very excited to discuss it with you. I'm very excited for this entire month. We got so we, 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 at, at least one great guest lined up, possibly more. We've got yeah. some really really fun topics exploring the different avenues of this vast world of intellectual property known as Pokemon. That's right. We got to give it up for the big IP, baby. Gotta. <laughs> and speaking of which, it's time for a segment, Matt. You've got some video game franchise facts that are Pokemon related. And this is a quiz that we're going to take for fan theory or canon. That's right. Another edition of fan theory or canon for Pokemon.
That's right. Uh, and Nick, you don't know how mm-hmm. thankful I am that you teed it up for me and I didn't have to say those words. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's right. It's fan theory canon. Let's get right into it, shall we? Yeah. I love it. All right. Um, here we go. Oh, wait. How should we should we buzz in? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, however you like. You could say your names or you could say a Pokemon, like whatever. Uh, but, you know, keep it the same. How about, so I'm not how about we say our names like Pokemon? Okay, that's good. All right, great. <laughs> great. That's good. Okay. Um, all right, here we go. And these are all, these are sort of about things from like Pokemon games, from the show, like all sort of all things Pokemon, okay? All encompassing. Okay. Uh, here we go. The Lavender Town music was changed for being too harsh. Weiger. Okay, Weiger. I think this is a fan theory. Nick, I'm sorry. It is canon. Wow. The Lavender Town operated on just two frequencies, and they both repeated rather harsh, contrasting sounds that a number of gamers listened to loudly with headphones. They experienced migraine headaches as a result of the odd combination of tones. So they had to change it because it gave people migraines. I the, Wow. So they've actually, that's their stated reason for changing it. Yeah. And that's the amazing. music in that area is already it they came up with something scary it's still scary <laughs> right uh but wow. um yeah they they so i can't imagine what it was like uh before i i assumed it was the 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 reason i i guess the way i did is like i was like okay it's been changed but that's not the reason but apparently that's the reason wow yeah that's there, you the, go. there we, we had a reason for it there we go um okay here we go uh all right, there is a banned episode of the anime that gave kids seizures. Heather! <laughs> Heather. Uh, that's true. That is true. Uh, there was uh, there's an episode of Pokemon that never aired in the United States where uh, Ash and the gang uh, got to meet Porygon, which is like a sort of, uh, like... I think in the Pokedex entry, he's like a digital Pokemon. He's like, he's a program. He's a polygonal shaped uh, yeah. guy. Uh, and the whole episode's about him. And it was never released in the United States because uh, it gave everybody in uh, Japan, not everybody in Japan, but several kids in Japan seizures because of a lot of flashing lights and things like that. Wow. So Heather's on the board with one. This is fan theory or canon. Just a little uh, reset there. Uh, yeah. In case you're just tuning in. Um, okay. You know what, what, how people do that with podcasts. Yeah, they'll scrub right to the just, end. Just start listening in minute 65. <laughs> Look, I just want to get there. Like, I get, get you the download as fast as I can. Um, <laughs> okay, here we go. Hitting the buttons down in B increase your success rate for catching Pokemon. Wagger. Wagger. I think this is a fan theory. It is a fan theory. It was a sort of like playground rumor that yeah. is still stuck in a lot of people's brains. Like I still press B when I throw a Pokeball. Wow. Uh, it's just like ingrained in my brain from when I was a kid. I still do it. But it's uh, hackers uh, tried to get into the program and they did not find uh, such an exploit. Wow. So Nick wow. and Heather tied up. Not it up. Fan theory or canon. <laughs> um. If you're just joining us, uh, we've got some video game franchise facts. Matt is quizzing us. That's right. Uh, to decide if it's a fan theory or actually <laughs> canon. And it's yeah. regarding Pokemon because it's Pokemon. That's right. What the Pokemon. 
Uh, I'm Nick Weiger. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Heather Ann Campbell, and I'm Matt Apodaca, and you're just tuning in to Fan yeah. Barrier Canon. Um, okay, here's a, here's a, here we go. There is an unknown Pokemon in red and blue called Missing No. Heather! Ooh. That's tough. I think I heard you both at the same time, but I think I heard why wow. first. All right. Okay. I believe this is this is canon. I believe this is true. This is true, and it's just a glitch. It's just like a glitch that got through the uh, f- uh, through the programmers. They just missed it, and it was like a thing that you could trigger by. You had to um, let's see if I remember how you did it. You had to go to this old man in Viridian City, and then you had to fly to Cinnabar Island, and then surf along the coast, and like high level Pokemon that wouldn't normally appear there would appear there, and then also this glitch Pokemon. Um, would also appear there. And I think if you had your, um, you had an item in a certain slot when you did that, it would make that item um, like 100. So like if you mm-hmm. had a Master Ball in that slot, you can get 100 Master Balls doing that. I think that's how um, you did that, um, which would make the game a little easier, of course, for catching some I love of those. glitches like that. They're so good. Yeah. That's like a, hey, we got your back kind of glitch. <laughs> all right two to one here we go panther cannon um this is here we go Other mew the pokemon mew the mythical pokemon mew number 151 uh can be found in the game in pokemon red and blue behind a truck near the ss Anne in vermilion city heather heather False. This is false. That is a fan theory. Uh, just another little playground rumor. But mm. through a glitch in the game, you can catch him without doing the the event uh, that would get you Mew. Which I don't actually know how you did that. I know you had to like go to like a Toys R Us or something, and they put it on your game somehow. Uh, it was the nineties. Yeah, hmm. it was the nineties. Not it up again here on uh, Fan Theory Canon. Uh, here's another. Here's another question. Uh, the three original starter Pokemon, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, can be caught in the game. Wagger. Wagger. Fuck. I- I'm going to take a swing and say that's canon. Nick? You fool. No, that's a fan theory. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> You fell in my little trap. <laughs> Don't Wait. you know who's conducting this game? Wait, is this Matt's little game? It's Matt's little game. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Just a couple more. We're still tied up. Uh, it's harder with quizzes like this because it's yes or no. The other person doesn't automatically get a point. You know what I mean? Sure. It was the A, B, or C. The other person might have an opportunity to guess again, but it's just not how the game, not how the game works. Sorry. Um, yeah. Do we look? Do we need to tweak the balance? Maybe. Hey, maybe we could have a patch later yeah, maybe. on. Decide decide if 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 a, if a wrong answer uh, gives the other person a point or deducts a point from yourself. Maybe that would that will help uh, game play out. Maybe this game needs its own missing no. Hmm. Hmm. That would help it. Okay. This Little is going to come. This next one is actually this is the final one. 
And I think it's going to come down to speed. Wow. You can find Yoshi in red and blue. Weiger. Nick. Come on. That's fan theory. It's a fan theory, but it was an April Fool's prank published in 1999 in Nintendo Power. And they did like detailed, like an elaborate process to turn a Dragonite into Yoshi. That's really fun. That rules. Yeah, that's fun. That that that's like the one they the the EGM one that got me when they had a they had an April Fool's prank that there was a Shang Long you could unlock in a Street Fighter Two. Wow, I remember that one, Heather. But it was yep. like because because the 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 quote I don't know if it was I don't know if it's it's whose quote it is, but someone has like you must learn Shang or only Shang Long can defeat me. Yeah, you must so defeat Shen, Shang Long to have a ch- to stand a chance. There you but go. But that was a mistranslation itself. I don't remember all the details. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. But they, they they did a whole thing and they had like a, you know, like a doctored image with a Shang Long character in a long elaborate way you could unlock it in the arcade version. So like, you know, it was like it, it, in a way it was ex- extremely cruel to kids to be like, <laughs> "Hey, you got to go to the arcade and do all this shit to try to unlock this character that does not exist." But go it was steal really well $5 done. from your mom's purse, little kid, and go to the arcade. <laughs> And in case you guys uh, are just tuning in, that was Fan Theory or Canon. Yeah. Little segment we do on the show where we discuss video games. <laughs> Smut the Pokemon franchise. Uh, great segment, Matt. Great job steering this episode. And hey, a lot of fun. That'll do it for this episode of Get Played. Uh, follow us on social media at Get Played Potter. Music and engineering, including that theme song for Pokemon, are by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And a reminder, this month, We'll be doing Pokemon Gold Silver for our We Play You Play. That's coming Monday, May 30th. And if you want to play along with us, it is available on the eShop if you have a 3DS. So yes. you can just you can just get yourself gold and silver, uh, 10 bucks, and you can play along if you like. Or obviously you can emulate it. I was gonna say, if you even in somebody who has a basic understanding of emulating, you could get this to run on pretty much anything. It's very yeah. easy. Um yeah. and uh you got caught. Hey, nice. Uh, <laughs> sure, yeah. No. no, we can. We'll let it. We'll let no. it. Yeah, no. That's how no, that works. every no, that time works. this month. No, that every was, time this month. That's that was it. bad, actually. Um, my heart skipped a beat with, with he- just hearing someone yell, <laughs> "You got caught!" <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs>